and the <laughs> singing question mark of your wife, Crackle the Clairvoyant, <laughs> means that it is time for our very special event, our annual event, which is a Merry Christmas Schnee. <laughs> Is a very Gus and Rig shitmas colon the Yule lads. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Rig, or as I'm known at Christmas time, still Rig, and <laughs> <laughs> you are Gus, also known as the former husband of Crackle. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe we've stitched her two years in a row. <laughs> With one of the all-time vocal renditions of, of course, Mariah Carey's famous All I Want for Christmas is Schnoo. (laughs) Also, weirdly enough, I've managed to avoid that song all of this year, even including December. So that is the first and last time I will hear it. (laughs) You are kidding yourself? There is only one version of that song in my mind. (laughs) And it has missed words... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, the point about 30 seconds in at which despite having a lyric sheet in front of her, uh, my wife had a small stroke and lost the ability to read. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> my favourite part is replacing fireplace with fire schnee. <laughs> <laughs> let it be but, let it be told that there is no word in the English language that has schnee a part of it. <laughs> <laughs> there are strange Eastern Europeans that are at the moment emailing us. <laughs> How dare you? My mum's name is Schnee. <laughs> well, mate, uh, Christmas is upon us and the people that are listening to us now are either driving half an hour because they're not doing long-haul drives unless they're in their own state. Uh, they might be flying, just kidding, no one is, and... <laughs> They might be trying to illegally cross borders by boat. (laughs) And obviously to anyone listening to this, you now know that we are in the great viral state of New South Wales. (laughs) We are in quite literally the clusterfuck (laughs) that is Sydney. Totally. What a fitting way to end the year. And to anybody that is in the Northern Beaches region uh, of Sydney, which has been locked down. Uh, for Christmas. It's an indoors Christmas, uh, we're (laughs) we're calling it. If you forgot to buy a a Christmas present for anybody (laughs) just before COVID hit and are now holding a potato and a pack of toothpicks thinking, what can I make for my wife? (laughs) Then our hearts go out to you. And that's a great point. Our our hearts go out to everyone on the northern beaches, but I'm sure the bed's full of money will keep you warm. (laughs) It's... Uh, As you get around in your horizontally striped shirts and your white Land Rovers. (laughs) It's... uh, Yes, you... Certainly, there's nothing inside the COVID restrictions that says that you can't go to the yacht for Christmas. (laughs) So, none of our hearts actually go out to most of you. No. (laughs) Exactly right. To to the five people living in small apartments in Avalon... (laughs) We care. <laughs> we feel we feel you to the other 99.9% who live in the space above the northern beaches in your strange levitating mega mansions. <laughs> Go fuck yourselves, you super spreaders. <laughs> that is such a... Um, for the people who don't know, we will have international listeners listening from international places. And they... Wow. They probably that, don't know. I mean, they're probably grappling with their own you know, COVID situations, but 
The, the latest story to obviously come out of New South Wales was a very rich, waspy couple decided to go to every single place on the northern beaches <laughs> while po- testing positive for COVID. Not only that, but some <laughs> absolute weapon managed to go from Avalon to Cronulla <laughs> on public <laughs> transport. Right. Which, again, for people who don't know... On public transport, I mean, even driving that sort of distance will take you an hour and a half, two hours. That would have taken like four hours. <laughs> it's No one does that unless they are being forced to as some kind of incredible, amazing race-style stunt. Which is amazing. It's like, it reminds me of that old joke uh, that Bill, Bo- Bill Burr did about Ebola, where he's just like, the only thing I know about Ebola is it gives people a crippling urge to go to an airport. <laughs> It's it's like the same thing with COVID. <laughs> Absolutely, it, it is it is insane how many people immediately go, shit. All right, there's been three cases. Time to flee the border. Yeah, it's like guys, <laughs> where are you going? I know so many people who did flee for borders. Uh, it's pe- people who are just like, holy shit, the end times are coming. We've got to get to you know another state. Post haste, yeah, and they, and they literally just dropped everything like it was the fucking zombie apocalypse. Grabbed everything, chucked it in the car, and just fucking bailed. Which is solid because in order to do that, you have to be like heat style, Pacino, uh, De Niro, okay with the fact that you may be leaving loved ones behind. Yeah, you can't have anything in your life if you're going to be a pandemic fleer that you yeah. can't leave in fifteen seconds or more. That's it. I wonder whether there's just. <laughs> You know, for the people who did flee, it's like some fucking doomsday prepper who's been training his family the entire time just gets on the fucking dog whistle. (laughs) And his fucking kids, like, throw up their Murphy beds (laughs) and grab, like, all of their shit in, like, already packed suitcases and, like, fly down the stairs and get into the car. <laughs> it's fucking armoured truck That's to it. take them across the border. <laughs> Jaden with three Ys. <laughs> Open the fucking Stargate. Come on, Wake kids. up, Saddam. Come on, kids. We're getting out of this. We're going to Cronulla. <laughs> oh. oh, mate, it is... Fu- it's, look, it's, it's a pretty weird time to be in, but, I mean, look, given all this... What uh, this isn't even close to the weirdest thing that's happened this year. It, it isn't, but it's. Uh, I, I will say that, like, it, considering there are so many restrictions and things going on around the country and and around the world, what have you what have you got planned for Christmas? Uh, <laughs> I'm I'm pulling my wife and my son into the car and fleeing the border. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you've you've got the dog whistle. It's I. You couldn't hear it because you're not one of us. <laughs> Who's calibrated to just your just family? Just my family. Yeah, that's what my jazz degrees come in handy for. <laughs> I calibrated a family-only whistle. Imagine if that was the case. It's just like, why haven't you gotten ready? I thought you said that the whistle was a G flat. <laughs> <laughs> you, Fuck you, Jeff. You, you did an F major. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not responding to the poor man's F. Oh, to, to the common, <laughs> the common man's F. <laughs> the layman's F. <laughs> yeah, to all of the musicians listening, that <laughs> just heard Rig absolutely ham his way through the concept of major and minor. Also, <laughs> I'm pretty. There can't be a G flat, can there, there? There is. It's the same as F sharp. Oh, the best. <laughs> It's the bear trap I set for you earlier. 
<laughs> Once again, you would have seen all of the signs for it if you could read our family invisible ink. <laughs> so yes, I am. Uh, I'm going to the. The mountains, which as we call it, <laughs> like Mordor, it, it, it feels, gonna, it feels like that. going to cast our earthly possessions into a volcano. <laughs> Everybody gets to bring one thing they hate. <laughs> and the only cl- one. The, the cleanse. <laughs> the great cleanse. Oh, but as we, as we do in Australia, uh, everywhere outside of a metropolitan centre is non- known as God's country. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I am headed to the mountains, a.k.a. God's country, for uh, a Greek family Christmas. They're always uh, amazing. They're always, <laughs> they're they're always Greek. They are always Greek. And, yeah, we're, we're pretty pumped that we, we can do that. Um, are there restrictions for how many people you can have? No, because it's not part of Greater Sydney. Is it not? No. Ma- right. m- mountains is outside of it. Uh, for no apparent reason, because I, they obviously haven't been to Lithgow, where people just literally walk down the street and spit in each other's mouths. <laughs> <laughs> That's how COVID started. That's Christmas Day in Lithgow. <laughs> thank <laughs> you for this wonderful bounty. <laughs> thank, you for good, thank you for this wonderful bounty. It's literally taken out of a celebrations box. The bounty chocolate bar regurgitated <laughs> like a bird into someone else's mouth. Thank you for this wonderful <laughs> bounty. Otherwise known as the Blue Mountains Bullet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's, uh, that's us. We're, <laughs> we're going to be piling everything into our hybrid <laughs> and heading for the hills. Yeah, what right. What are you, mate? Mate, so Christmas, uh, and I think I mentioned this on last year's show, I have a very small family. It's my parents, my brother and I. And we basically just eat and drink and have lunch, and that's basically it. But it is very what a strange new tradition you're inventing. No, but it's but also the the way that Christmas has been since I was a, a young lad has been very straightforward and almost Spartan, where it's just like after a certain age, my parents just gave up trying to guess what I wanted and would just <laughs> ask me. And they were like, what do you want? And I'm like, this. And they're like, fine. And then they just go and buy it. But I still couldn't have it until Christmas where it came in a pillowcase. I think I told you this last year. Yeah. So we, we both uh, both have parents that like to stuff the, the Santa gifts into pillowcases. Yeah. but the Which dif- is great because there's so much more room. The difference this year is that usually about a week to two weeks out, I'll get a call from my mother and she will say, so Christmas is coming up. What would you like? Time check, as we're recording this, it is the 23rd of December. (laughs) I am yet to receive receive a call or a text about what I want. And I feel as you get older, your parents start saying stuff to you like, so we're going out to dinner on Christmas Eve, which is a bit of a tradition. We go out to a restaurant, right? I've got a feeling that mum's just going to be like, this is your Christmas present. Like (laughs) me me covering you for dinner. (laughs) And I'm like... (laughs) That, Fuck off. <laughs> that would be the second worst uh, gift that one of our parents has given us shortly behind my uh, 11th birthday present, which was, as I've told you before, an electric razor from my father. <laughs> Sometimes, like, I remember going on a trip. Uh, so my birthday is in May, at the end of May, as you should know. And I'm, I'm, I'm fully aware because you have mentioned it no less than every podcast. Yeah, fantastic. So it's at the end of May and I went on a trip last year overseas, RIP. <laughs> and, 
and I and I went uh, I went away for for April. That sort of because um, Easter was quite late last year. Yeah. So I, I went away for two and a half weeks in April last year overseas. <laughs> And <laughs> and my mother Do you want a two and a half week holiday for your birthday? Yeah, my That's right. my mother bought she always freaks out and buys me travel insurance, which is bizarre because I actually get covered through work with free travel insurance. You can never have enough travel insurance because none of them work. It's, yeah, so she buys it, which is like for two and a half weeks, it was like still 150 bucks or yeah. some shit like that. Big shout out to World Nomads because I don't think you guys have ever paid anyone ever. Yep, and then in comes the, the classic swooping <laughs> mum thing to be like... This is your birthday present. My <laughs> birthday present last year was travel insurance. <laughs> you are right up there in the gift stakes. That fucking sucks. Mum, <laughs> give me a fucking book or something. <laughs> <laughs> fucking insurance? I'm never going to use that. <laughs> it's the opposite of a functional present. I'm the king of functional presents. My mother asks me sometimes, and she be like, hey, what do you need? I'm like, you know what? I need a new pair of running shoes. <laughs> At least all of these are real things. My mum gave me a bag with expired Russian medication. <laughs> Ilex. Ilex. Get it in you. <laughs> Anything that has a hammer and sickle on it and expired 18 years ago is not a medication for humans anymore. No, it isn't. And also, also it even back then, it probably wasn't probably made wasn't. for humans. <laughs> it's just rebranded horse drugs. <laughs> it was the original ketamine. <laughs> I'm amazed that they even rebranded it. I think in, Ru- in, in Russian it just says horse. <laughs> <laughs> so, we, uh, the people might be aware, maybe, that we haven't released anything in three weeks. Yeah. And it, there's, it, a very, there's a very, very if, good... If you're not, thanks for noticing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you are, thanks for noticing. Yeah, also, thanks for the lack of cards <laughs> you sent in for the fucking festive season. <laughs> you absolute pricks. We give everything to you. <laughs> no, so three weeks, uh, it's been a, a long summer of our discontent. Oh, and absolutely. we, <clears throat> basically to give people a look behind the wizard's cloak, the wizard's penis, as, yes. as we've mentioned <laughs> in the Behind the, past. the cloak is the penis. Uh, the wizard's penis this time is that I was deathly sick. You're for, the booby pee. For, for a week, it was you really... Were, <laughs> I was buying bird masks and you f- finding old priests and young priests. There, there is nothing that becomes more realistic in life than when you told me straight over the phone. I was about to say to my face, you didn't come anywhere near me. Fuck that. You on the phone to me and you were like, I cannot have you near me. <laughs> and and my son, yeah, be <laughs> Yeah, be Yeah, be And... <laughs> I was like, fine, that, that's perfectly fine. I was sick for like an entire week. There was no way that we could have recorded. You, you did Within have a three-minute coughing fit on the phone that sounded like uh, a Lithgow Merry Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> the wonderful bounty. <laughs> <laughs> I was. Uh, I, I thought the, <laughs> the angel of death was coming for me. And I was just like, you know what? Classic. It's not going to be COVID. It's going to be aggressive tonsillitis <laughs> that takes me out. The doctor was literally like, if your throat closes up anymore, you need to go to hospital. And I was like, you've never said that. (laughs) And he was just like, you know what, this is pretty fucked. I might actually refer you to get your tonsils out. And I'm just like, because I have to beg this dude usually for a referral. He's just like, nah. That's that's good when you've had the same doctor for a while because you've got some signposts as to uh, when things are bad. 
yeah. you need, that's the absolute upside of a regular GP instead of just a medical setup. But here's the big thing, right? I've ta- I've spoken about my doctor on the cast before because he's an older older gent, and he is literally like. Same thing is that like that your parents have where it's like you're pissing blood. No, you're probably fine. Yeah. And so that's what my doctor's like. And is all like I've told you in the past, we was like, you know what? I'll call you if anything's <laughs> wrong. <laughs> and the no news is good news, doc approach. Absolutely. But when he saw my tonsils, he was like, yikes. <laughs> and you never, ever want to hear that from a doctor. <laughs> the <laughs> then they start calling colleagues. Yeah. Barry, you gotta get over there. Yeah, he was just like, he was like, "Do you need uh, a um, a work a medical the, certificate?" No, yeah, is that what? The, yeah, for work, it was like, "Do you need a medical certificate, death certificate?" <laughs> I was like, "Oh my <laughs> god!" It's like, "Have you got your affairs in order?" <laughs> I'm like, Today I'm also about? selling travel insurance. <laughs> <laughs> I might get my mum on the yeah. phone. She came in, exactly. bought two years worth of Christmas gifts. <laughs> also built volcano insurance. <laughs> be great for me when I go to the mountains. It should be like, this is you for Christmas for the next three years. <laughs> uh, so that happened on week one. Week two, you had basically one of you. So, I mean, you obviously, you, you run your own business. Almost everything has been cancelled for a multitude of months, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. But effectively, uh, in the world of events, uh, things things had been very, very quiet for the majority of this year. Historians describe it as not great. As not great. <laughs> there is a, there, where uh, the number of events that we did this year would normally go is just a skull and crossbones. <laughs> so <laughs> then all of a sudden the restrictions started lifting and very, very late in the piece, every client we have said we want to do something before Christmas yeah. uh, and that involved me getting on a series of flights which I didn't intend to do but also meant that we weren't in the same state for yep. the better part of two weeks yeah. which meant that just before the Sydney uh, lockdown happened or the Sydney outbreak happened I was in every state except for Tasmania. Real, real super, <laughs> super spreader, spreader behaviour. <laughs> so I, I have, as soon as I landed back back in Sydney, I, I got back into Sydney on the 16th, no, the, the 17th of December. And so by that point, everything was in, was in full swing. I have the state authorities of no less than three different states <laughs> clamouring to find out... <laughs> Exactly. You are the what? hottest property <laughs> right now. But it, it the the worst part of this, like dead set, the dumbest system going is Western Australia. Now, to any of our Western Australian listeners, hello and good morning. <laughs> hello from the future. From the future. <laughs> it's it's very well over here. Yeah, get out while you still can. <laughs> or in their case. Uh, just keep doing what you've been doing all year, you seceding fucks. <laughs> so, <laughs> basically, the <laughs> the WA police uh, sent me a text message because you've got to you've got to register for a pass to get into WA. They send me um, a text. <laughs> it goes something like this. The first text was uh, on the Thursday, so on the uh, the seventeenth. Just goes, urgent alert from WA police. Your action is required. You're receiving this message because you've arrived in WA since 11th December after being New South Wales. You need to present to a suitable premises. Uh, here is a link to all of the WA uh, clinics. I respond saying, I have left your great state. Have a great <laughs> Christmas. The response, 
you're receiving this message as you arrived in WA on or after 11 December after being in New South Wales. This was a day later on Friday. Yeah. You're required to self-quarantine in suitable premises and only leave to present at a COVID-19 health clinic. Uh, you have until 11.59pm on the 19th of December. After this test, you must isolate until WA Health says that you cannot, says that you may be released. My response... Hello, good sirs. As I told you before, I am no longer in your state. <laughs> Please remove me from your mailing list. Unsubscribe. <laughs> Opt out. So yes, yesterday on the 22nd, <laughs> you're receiving this follow-up message as you arrived in WA on or after 11th of December <laughs> after, being, after being in New South Wales. Our health records currently indicate you have not presented for testing. These directions place you in direct. Uh, <laughs> these directions placed an obligation on you to present for your first COVID test before 11:59 p.m. on Saturday the 19th. As you have not done this, we have no choice but to Im- threaten. We have no choice but to threaten you with either 12 months prison <laughs> I- I- imprisonment or a fine of up to fifty thousand dollars. WA Police has commenced activities to ensure compliance with the directions. Please reply to this SMS or email with your full number and phone number. It's a text to me. (laughs) And answer the following questions. Number one, have you departed WA? Number two, (laughs) have you been to a COVID clinic? Number three, on what date did you attend? Number four, which clinic did you attend? Five, were you tested? Like people are going and hanging around and being like, nah. Yeah. Me. Hello, I hope all is well in your world, WA Police. (laughs) I departed WA on December 16th, as I've told you now three times. I have not been to a COVID clinic, as I'm not required to by New South Wales law. Also, I was out of New South Wales the entire time this was happening. (laughs) How are your internal systems this terrible that you don't know who is or is not still in WA? Is it possible that the one internet connection in WA is run by a potato? (laughs) Is it possible that all of the time that your Premier could have been spending setting up usable infrastructure and contact tracing, he was instead bathing in mining money and telling everybody (laughs) they couldn't come to sick DJ DJ club Western Australia? (laughs) By by the way, my full name is Redacted. (laughs) My address is also Redacted. And my phone number is the same number I'm texting from, as is the custom. (laughs) Have a great Christmas and come at me. (laughs) Has there been any response? No. (laughs) Weirdly not. (laughs) We're going to say, your internet is powered by several South Africans on treadmills. (laughs) But yeah, it's it's actually mental just how far down the rabbit hole uh, they're going when it's, it's very easy. I, le- I came in on a plane and I left on a plane and I used their app both times. Yeah. Which says, I'm going. <laughs> I'm, I'm leaving now. Oh, my God. Anyway, to, uh, to anybody else that's been interstate uh, while from New South Wales while all of this has been happening, uh, if you've seen the absolute palaver that has been the airports, you know that I personally have no faith in humanity anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I saw uh, saw a couple at the airport who were carrying four fucking bags, so two carry-ons, like two duffels, yeah. swearing and leaving departures because they'd rocked up to try and skip the borders and had been informed that all of the flights were booked. And I'm like, guys, just stay. It's fine. This thing will be done in a week. The other thing as well is that like, 
so many Christmases, uh, like, again, maybe I'm speaking from someone who has very, like, straight-down-the-barrel Christmases, but it's just another day of eating and drinking. Yeah. Like, for me, yeah, like, sure, I, I do it with my family and that's fine, but theoretically, I could do that in a week or two <laughs> weeks or, like, fucking whenever. Like, and I get that people have their families in other parts of the country and <laughs> stuff like that. Like, I totally understand. And all but of those again, families have different pitched whistles. And that's how you know that you're at the <laughs> Rig family Christmas. <laughs> yes. E minor at my house. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> sound like the brown note. I, uh, I imagine that's what your family Christmas, yeah. after you get your travel insurance yeah. gift, is like... But... Uh, look, I understand that people's family live in other parts of the country and all that other stuff, but with all the refunds and the exchanges that are going through like airline carriers and, and what have you, it's just like, just like reschedule this family gathering and like just call it Christmas. And again, this is coming from a guy, I invented a public holiday with my friends. <laughs> you sure did. And you know that. Yeah. And it's like, I literally, for those who don't know... <laughs> it's my not, not recognised publicly. It's not yeah. recognised publicly, but basically what we have done is we realised there was a real daft of, uh, of public holidays between June and October in New South Wales. So we take a Monday off in August or September, we go out... Uh, to some place about one to two hours outside of Sydney, you get a wicked air Airbnb. There's like 12 of us. We get fucked up. Yeah. And we have a bunch of traditions that we made up. We call it St. Swillen's Day. <laughs> My point being, it's what you make of it. So it's like, I know people are like, oh, I have to be there for the day. I'm like, do you really? Do you really? I mean, to anyone listening to this and going, that guy definitely doesn't come from an ethnic family. You are correct. <laughs> Because Why are you even doing regular? Wouldn't you do do, do Greek Christmas? You, you, That's you'd, better for you. It's amazing. Like uh, uh, what? what, I, is what that, is January 9th or some shit? No, no. Or just Greek Christmas is the same. Greek Easter is different. Oh, Greek, right. Greek Easter is different day, uh, which is great because you get multiple Easter's. Um, but the the whole Christmas thing, yes, it is as is being proven to everybody in their hovering mega mansions in Avalon. Uh, it is a myth. <laughs> <laughs> Why are they always hovering? I just assume that that is the peak of cash <laughs> is when you have a <laughs> rocket house. Of a mansion. That at any point, uh, the Northern Beaches is being physically locked down. As it, your house hovers away and lands in Queensland. Exactly. Well, maybe they need that because in my mind, the, reali the realism of the situation, the reality is... The eroding mansions of the northern beaches. <laughs> I took Jep to look at the beaches about four months ago and I'm like, son, everything you see before you will soon be underwater. <laughs> <laughs> or diseased. Oh, it's amazing. But yes, the, um, the other thing is, what's been proven comprehensively in Australia... Is, is that COVID isn't real? <laughs> it is. It's a myth. It is no fake. vaccines are going into my body. <laughs> is is that as put forward by popular nineties band Hanson? COVID is a conspiracy to cancel Christmas. <laughs> I remember that. That one was that one slapped. <laughs> it was full on. But no, it's it's that. The state v state hatred has never been richer. Yeah. Uh, at, at the back end of this, once we uh, bum tap COVID on the ass and say go fuck with somebody else, 
there has to be massive state of origin sporting events because oh, yeah. all of a sudden, I didn't know the names of half of the premiers eight months ago and now I know them all purely because of people that haven't let us into their state yeah. or have done bizarre overarching Medieval drawbridge style <laughs> shit. In the case, raise the bridge. Raise the bridge. In the case of Tasmania, who just kept issuing press releases, being like, "No one can come here," and everyone's like, "We heard you the first time. We didn't want to go." <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the the Queensland New South Wales one has become bitter. Like, I went on to Palaget's Facebook page the other day just to see what sort of a sorry who uh, Anastasia Palaget. Is the, that a, that's not how you say it. Yeah. What? Yeah. But it's like... I know. Tons of Zs and Ys. High-scoring Scrabble it's, name. It's very... What is that? Polish? Polish. I assume because it has two vowels <laughs> and 17 <laughs> letters. <laughs> it's like... Ends in a K, has a Y in it. <laughs> I thought it was a Palashuk. I think it's Palashuk. But, uh, but well, how, is, how does that come about? UK equals A. I don't, mate, you know that when it comes to pronunciation, I am not the standing master on this, but I've heard... That name described that way on many different news sites. Oh, right, fine. Which are, so someone's fucked it up <laughs> because you're probably right. Right. Um, but effectively, it's divided into two camps, and every state has become uh, incredibly selfish, I- including ours at different points. But it's basically just people going either, this is great, no one can come in, yeah, Queenslander, and the other side, which is, I'm running a travel business and this is fucking awful. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> That's yeah. That's it. That's the only two. And then all of the other comments are people from outside of the state being like, your premier is a total fuckhead. Let us in. Yeah, it, it, that's the feeling that I'm getting now that like everyone has turned on us. Like in the same way that everyone turned on Victoria. Yeah. When, Vic, when, when they Vic were got, on Vic fire. got the raw end of the stick. They sure did. And now they're having a great time because <laughs> they did the right thing. They fell on the sword collectively. <laughs> For and, seven months. And now we've got, like we said at the top, this super spreader waspy couple <laughs> with their horizontally striped <laughs> shirts living in their mansions hovering above the earth <laughs> who decided to visit literally every shop and RSL <laughs> north of the Narrabeen River. <laughs> Just walking through a china shop, coughing on the plates. <laughs> just <laughs> fucking, just got to rub buff this one up. Licking walls and shit like that. Well, ha- how's the bloke at that gig in, in Avalon who was like, I was just so excited to be out that I licked the floor. Yeah. And it's like, mate, you were getting every disease known to man. This is, th- this is Co- not your COVID, problem. COVID's the least of your <laughs> issues, mate. That's <laughs> super cool. You're going to die of dysentery. Exactly. But everyone's turned on us now, obviously. And everyone's That's treating Sydney like it's... Fucking the the origin of the fucking zombie apocalypse and uh, Gladys Berejiklian, I assume it's pronounced. <laughs> Just drop Our premier, the is silent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is uh, is having having a rough time. Yeah, I I think that every <laughs> every time something happens, if you were the head of state uh, in a state with an outbreak, you'd just be going. Okay, how many people can I put in one pen so they all infect each other? I think the best way to get out of it is to create a Dan Andrews-style catchphrase that can be memed, like, get on the beers. Get on the beers. So you can have shirts made. (laughs) Gladys, it's the only way. (laughs) So good. Forget about a lockdown. Memes are the way out. (laughs) Completely. Whereas, you look uh, across at the States, uh, who have universally handled this like ass 
<laughs> and they have at no point stopped anyone from travelling anywhere. Yeah. Because they've effectively gone, the more people that travel out of the States, then the less virus we'll have. My, my brother's living over there and has been on uh, more domestic holidays this year than I think he has been any year. <laughs> because <laughs> planes have gone, cut price fares, mask optional. Wow. One in four. All of, is that what they reckon? One in four. One, one in four Americans. Rate? Fuck. It, the, the big thing about that as well, there, and it, here's some weird truth that's going to come out. Sorry, Americans. But basically, the, the country has been set up in such a way that people need to work to live. Like, the, they aren't getting the support that they would need to support a lockdown. So, like, when you've got people who are living over there on minimum wage cleaning toilets or like running fast food places or like yeah. whatever they cannot be supported by stimulus alone uh, like government stimulus alone so they've just got to they just go to work they're just like I, I literally have no other option like I have to <laughs> like I have to go and I'm like what sort of world do you have to live in where that is the case where it's just like or if the government tries to support you they're just like I'm not going to die some commie fuck <laughs> Yeah, Spe speaking of the polar opposites. I'm going to die choking <laughs> on this freedom. <laughs> totally. Uh, it tastes great. If that's my last bite, <laughs> it'll be a delicious way to go. <laughs> but yes, the, uh, the pure state of insanity that is this Christmas is not sparing anybody. It is absolutely rampant. But we're still sitting here. You're slamming through what appears to be a large carbonated wine. <laughs> it's got the same ABV. <laughs> I just drank a tall can of beer and I think it has three standard drinks in it. <laughs> I am flying and you are only killed. one of us has to bathe a baby tonight. Guess you have which a kid. One? <laughs> <laughs> as, I, as I knock over the absolute stash of beers we have on the table. So... Chris Kringle gifts. Yes. Or Chris Kringle as a concept. Chris Kringle as a concept, uh, I believe, to be one of the worst things to ever come into existence. It, <laughs> it sucks. And I know that sounds hyperbolic. No. But it, I stand by it. Th this is a... This is right up there with some of the worst ever inventions, aka leaded petrol and CFCs. This screams Thomas Midgley Jr. Yeah, whoever thought that being like, okay, there are people that you spend 40 hours a week with, mandatorily speaking, yeah. and we want you to get them a gift, someone you may not even like, with a spend limit that you couldn't possibly get anything good with, <laughs> and we want you to give that to somebody and pretend that you like them. <laughs> Why would this ever <laughs> be a good idea? I understand sort of like within maybe like a family. Like if you were doing it like within a family or between friends, like there are some ones that you do there that are quite funny. But work Kris Kringles are the pits. Having, having always run a small business and uh, Chris Kringle inside an office of three or four is incredibly easy to trace who gave gifts. So we also, it's terrible and I hate it. So yeah. we've never done it. Um, however, I think in multi-team offices and things <laughs> like that... I thought you were about to get like 
really like metaphysical with it. In multiverses, uh, <laughs> <laughs> as the molecules collide. So you're familiar with the fifth dimension. <laughs> There, as we approach Chris Kringle's an amazing idea. As we approach the Tesseract. <laughs> no, the in in like a massive corporation where uh, you have like 50 to 100 people all working out, out of the same space. Yeah. Uh, then I get it because it's it's just the the simplest way of everybody getting something. Yeah. But as with all organized fun that has ever been uh, created or implemented by a company or government, it stinks. It's and really it's bad. always reverts to the absolute bottom. So, yes, I, I understand why it happens, but having looked through a quick list of some of the incredible court cases that have come up as a result of internal Chris Kringle gifts. No way. People get fired over them. Really? So you implement this system that's designed so that people exchange a gift and then you turn around and uh, someone has gifted their colleague a bag of flour knowing full well that they have celiac disease. Oh, my God. Shit like that. I think that it's it's just an excuse for assholes to be assholes. <laughs> I always feel like sex toys make uh, a, like a weird... I thought you were about to be like, they're the perfect Chris Kringle gift. No, but I feel like people like, do that. Like if if they can keep it, if they can keep it, uh, relative anonymity, yeah, yeah, they'll just be like, "Lol, how funny is this gonna be?" Huge dildo, <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> I thought we said we had a five dollar price limit. <laughs> yeah, no, and someone always goes over the limit, yeah. by the way, and then you're just like, "Oh, I got you this fucking <laughs> fluffy bear." <laughs> like, so so to to be clear, there's a couple of different uh, methods of this. There is the. Uh, Chris Kringle one where uh, there's just... You draw like, the name it, it, out of the You hat. draw the name out. Yeah. Um, there's the nominated uh, Chris Kringle where everybody knows who they're getting a gift from. So they just get allocated to it. Oh, okay. There's Secret Santa, which I think is the same thing. Yeah. And then there's the Nuvo one, which is Bad Santa, which is the stealing one, where basically you get you take a gift, you unwrap it in front of... Your extended family, yeah, 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 and in your case, three people, and then if someone else likes that gift, they can steal it. Is that Secret Santa or is it something else? Because I feel like so. There's a really famous. It episode sucks. Of <laughs> Whatever the game's is called, it, really like the other variations, it is a turd rolled in glitter, there's pretending to be a gifting. There's session. a really famous Office episode where they call it Yankee Swap uh, in it, and uh, the whole premise is around Michael. Steve Carell goes over and above the limit and gets an iPod <laughs> and everyone else's gifts suck and so everyone's like trying to get the iPod. Um, but yeah, it's... Uh, it, it All of it's pretty bad and, and here's a thing that I heard recently. Uh, <laughs> I got told recently that there was a Kris Kringle that, that happened from, from this listener of the show and she said... Yeah, basically, I had this Kris Kringle where not only is it just the thing of like you know, there's usually a bit of theatre about it. Like usually, yeah. like you'll do it on fr like at Friday drinks, last Friday drinks, or like whatever. Once again, I'm taking this anecdotally. 
Well, it happened like in an office setting. That's the w- like it'll happen on the last Friday drinks of the year or something like that. Sure. Or before the Christmas party or whatever, and people just do it, and everyone's drinking and like laughing and like, oh hey, here's your present, and then everyone just open like you'll just open it by yourself, and like people will have a chat to you after about it. This particular person... <laughs> I'm imagining everybody being sent to different corners to Gollum-style open their gift. This particular person was just like, cool, this is what our Chris Kringle was this year. It was actually at their Christmas party. So everyone's already, like, pissed <laughs> as fuck. And they had a microphone there. Oh, fuck. And they got up, and they're in uh, Hubert, <laughs> like yeah. the, the restaurant in Sydney. Fantastic restaurant. Uh, and they get up in the middle of it, and before they hand over their present, they have to say something <laughs> so uh, like <laughs> nice about the other person. It's like, like it's up, like it's after a footy game doing players player, mate. It's like fucking therapy. It's like <laughs> getting up there, just like cool. How about you tell your significant other where these feelings are coming from? Like, that's, <laughs> that's what it sounded like. Show the court on the doll where he touched you. Yeah, seriously, it's what it sounded like. But she was telling me, I'm like, that is mortifying. Because, like, not only that, but you've also got the public speaking dimension where it's like, <laughs> but, you know, you and I, obviously, we're not afraid of, you know, getting in front of... We're not afraid of a microphone. But a lot of people are. <laughs> so it's just like, imagine getting up there and being like, by the way... Let's demolish the whole anonymity aspect of the Secret Santa. And then I've got to get up and fucking sing your praises in front of everyone. (laughs) (laughs) It sounded like a fucking nightmare. That is also the best if they haven't exclusively hired the restaurant. They've just decided that this is the point at which they ransack the fucking mic while unsuspecting other diners sit there and hear about how Larry from HR is... Pleasant because insert compliment. Well, that's the thing. It's like, and then people like throw up all these platitudes, like, you know what? I'm so lucky to work with someone like Dave. (laughs) You are you are so special. (laughs) Ever since I was a little boy, I've always loved the wherever company I'm working. (laughs) (laughs) And the way you Reply to emails <laughs> is fantastic. <laughs> That's why I got you two midgets shitting in a bucket. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I hope you have fun this Christmas with your significant other, male or female. <laughs> <laughs> Insert correct pronoun. And or optional kids. <laughs> yeah. the It's a terrible concept. Anyone that does it and thinks that it's amazing is sick of actually having to think of gifts for anybody in their family. Anyone <laughs> who does it is sick. Is sick. <laughs> <laughs> if, if you like this, this is the flow chart. <laughs> One, do you like Chris Kringle? If yes, go to two. If no, exit. <laughs> two, you are fucked. <laughs> if yes, go to sanitarium. <laughs> oh my god Yeah, it's terrible it's, a, yeah, but it's also a necessary evil in some families Because people have <laughs> effectively gone Cool, well now we have 40 people Because there were 9 kids and they had 9 kids And the whole thing's rolled on And we don't want to have to spend 9 million dollars on yeah. presents a year and, and, and I get that My big thing though is that 
Chris Kringle is almost one of those things where you'll receive a gift that your life would have been vastly improved if you literally received nothing. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's just <laughs> shit. Yeah, it's a, la- like, it's a it's, landfill thing. It's stuff that you will never, ever use. <laughs> it's just like... <laughs> you get some bullshit. It'll be like, great, a whoopee cushion. Like, when am I ever going to use that? <laughs> you have been... In, I mean, this is a shit shit game, but you've been involved in some really shitty Chris Kringles. Every <laughs> gift that you've suggested has been the absolute pits. But also, is there not a special place in hell reserved for the family member who, despite discussing that there will be no gifts outside of Chris Kringle, the only upside of Chris Kringle, rocks up on the day and is like, I got you a small something. And you're like, wonderful sentiment. However, now I'm an asshole because you're the only one that got it. It's a one-way gift. Yeah. I don't think... I I think that you... You cannot be going and doing that. That's a huge Christmas foul. You know what they call that? Psychological debt. And it's like, <laughs> it's honestly... Psychological warfare. This, this this happened earlier this year for my birthday. I received a gift from Redacted <laughs> and it was, a, it was a really nice gift, but I had literally told her that I was like... We're getting closer? Yeah, look... Her, Is my name Carl? No. Do I have a beard? <laughs> Do I have a penis? <laughs> if no, go to sanitarium. <laughs> No, I'm kidding. No, it's just my. But basically, it was her birthday, like a a couple weeks before mine, and because I knew that we both had birthdays in May, I'm like, no gifts. Fair. No regalos. (laughs) Spanish is going well, BT dubs. And and she's like, yeah, cool. Fast forward <laughs> to the day before my Next birthday. Next sentence. Fast I got you something, a, a small something. No, she didn't even say anything. It just arrived. And I'm like, <laughs> I feel like <laughs> such a fucking asshole. It's so I thought bad. we said no gifts. No no gifts has to be a, an ironclad rule. If, if, if you agree on it, don't break it. It doesn't matter if you think that you're doing an amazing thing for the other person. You are doing a grave disservice to the friendship. It's the worst. <laughs> it's just like, I mean, yes, thank you for the gift. But also it's like, oh, my God, now what do I have to do? <laughs> the, the one ex- Sell my firstborn. <laughs> and I can tell you, having had a firstborn, that that would be annoying. <laughs> Finding I thought you were going to say that would be lucrative. <laughs> They s- <laughs> they sell by the pound. No, there is no <laughs> way it would be lucrative. I can tell you right now, at the moment, he doesn't have a job. He has absolutely no gainful skills. No, no, no. no. They sell by the pound and <laughs> the pound. he is a big old sack <laughs> of potatoes. <laughs> Your kid is huge. Jep is in the 85th percentile for weight <laughs> and the... <laughs> And, and the 100th for head. <laughs> and the 50th percentile for height. So he is a walking chode. <laughs> My son is quickly becoming a cube. You are... I mean, you are a... You are a, a staunch... Stocky man. <laughs> In terms of like... Like, I mean, you know, I, I just... You, you've always been very solidly built... For, for your frame. Yes. So I feel just like you you have passed on 
dense bones <laughs> to your son. I, I cert- certainly have. Uh, and not only your that... Your son will be the prop for the Wallabies. He's, he's and he doesn't even need to be any good. No. That's a good thing about <laughs> that because the Wallabies <laughs> are fucking garbage. I thought, but also... Because propping requires very little skills, <laughs> as we've discussed. If you have no neck and your body <laughs> is just circles put on top of each other, <laughs> like a kindergarten painting, you are a prop. If you are built like the Michelin Man, <laughs> you have another career outside of selling tyres. <laughs> if your ears look like somebody has taken what used to be a cauliflower... <laughs> <laughs> and melted cheese all over it and then stuck it onto the side of a head. <laughs> then you are a prop. Um, <laughs> anyway, yes, he is a uh, chubby little guy at the moment, which is fantastic because, uh, as I was about to say, he is uh, the classic one-way gifter. My folks came past the other day and were like, yeah, we just got a couple of small things for Will. few A uh, few days before that, Katie had gone... Uh, yeah, so many people listen to us being like, who's Will? Who's Will? Yeah, my son. Uh, he, uh, who? I'll, I'll, I'll redo this. Who? Anyway, who? so a, a few days earlier... Will is who? A few days earlier, my parents had come past and been like, we have some snacks for your fat prop, Jeb. <laughs> <laughs> and my wife, Crackle, had been in uh, a <laughs> department store and gone... I went a little overboard. I found a musical toy for our son and it plays the most annoying song in history. So now that's in our life. Oh, God. And he's giving nothing back. Well, Not, no gifts. He's the... He's a, you entered into this. I'm the one-way gifter. Like, like a person yelling at someone who's hungover, I have zero sympathy for you. Yeah, I could, it's written you all over your face. You wanted this. Yeah. And I, and I am all about his future stockiness. <laughs> <laughs> which will pay it back in spades because I hear that the Australian Rugby Union have tons of cash. <laughs> but the thing about Chris Kringle finally is that you can have some of the worst gifts ever gifted to another person. Oh, yeah. But you had a look at some of the worst gifts that, are, that people have received, right? Yes. I mean, I'm actually asking in hope... <laughs> Like, you've done it, right? (laughs) Right? You have (laughs) fearful eyes (laughs) like I've never seen from you before. I have, and there... Oh, thank God. (laughs) (laughs) Because, as I can see on the show plan, there's nothing after this. (laughs) You put all your eggs in this basket. Uh, Just kidding. All listeners, there are hours of content left. (laughs) As you can see by the runtime left on your chosen podcast app. (laughs) Which reads something like the rest of time. <laughs> it's an infinity symbol. <laughs> yeah, Perth, that's infinity plus three. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, the first one <laughs> is this one. Uh, <laughs> it was a shirt that had, I'm not a gynecologist, but I'll take a look anyway. Oh my God. <laughs> it was from my stepdad's mum. Oh, <laughs> She knows I want to be a doctor and her English is no bueno. (laughs) I found it hilarious. (laughs) And I never wore it. (laughs) Once we translated it to her, she almost cried from embarrassment. (laughs) I proudly wore it for the rest of the day. (laughs) The 
<laughs> Next one. My grandma gave me bright red undies with googly eyes on them. <laughs> well, where the balls are. And an, and an extra piece of black cloth to put your dick inside as <laughs> the nose in inverted commas. What? Dot, dot, dot. I'm a girl. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh god. So, so great. <laughs> okay. Also, I think grandmothers and grandfathers are responsible for some of the greatest bizarre left hand turn gifts. And my reasoning for this is that you get, as, as we all know, <laughs> you all get it, one grandmother. No, we all, as we all age, we realize that we just, like, we just stop giving a shit. Yeah. Right? So there's. You know uh, the thing. Sometimes in a bad way because they all become quite racist. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. That in that in that sense. But you know, as you head into your like, let's just say late twenties, into your early thirties, you're just like, you know what? I uh, I don't really give a fuck. Uh, You know, I'm just going to say what I feel and what I think, like stuff that was incomprehensible to you as a younger person. And then you get further and further along. It's like, I don't really give a shit. I'm just going to work this job until I die so I can su- like, <laughs> get that support sweet gold my fucking watch. family. And then later on, when you reach like pensioner age, you're like farting on public transport <laughs> and like doing all this other shit. It's like, you really don't give a fuck when that happens. So <laughs> no wonder grandmothers and grandfathers are responsible for the best slash worst <laughs> joke gifts of all time. <laughs> They just don't care. No, they, they don't. But also, when you throw in uh, something like um, just being obsessed with the concept of Christmas, which is all very, very bizarre, then you end up with this. <laughs> My grandmother has a manic state, <laughs> which she calls the Christmas purge. Oh my God. <laughs> Where she spends. Where like- she murders her family <laughs> for 12 hours? For 12 hours, all crime is legal yeah. to this one grandmother. <laughs> For, in this manic state, she spends over 24 hours straight shopping, gambling, and spending money. What? It's been happening for my entire life. So one Christmas, she brings us boxes and boxes of presents, all from a discount store in Florida. All of the girls get grandma shirts, sequin beach scenes, and pastel colours. Mine had a dolphin with a wreath around its neck. <laughs> My father got a statue of Santa fishing. (laughs) All the boys get iguanas. (laughs) All the girls get iguana hunting guns. (laughs) Merry Christmas. Uh, My father got a statue of Santa fishing. My uncle, a very skinny guy, gets three triple XL shirts of Santa at a tiki bar. (laughs) Grandma even bought herself some three-inch red and feathery heels. Oh, and she bought a new car. Oh, my God. Imagine walking to that Christmas. Jesus. Uh, okay, so then the <laughs> last couple that I found were <laughs> just more bizarre than, uh, and also some, some a bit off. This wasn't my gift, but it was the most awkward situation ever. So a few years ago, my grandma had her legs amputated. Oh. Don't feel bad. Since then, her health has improved a ton. We all exhale. <laughs> anyway, last Christmas, my aunt bought her socks. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that is a troll, that a is troll dark. gift from your daughter. That is dark. <laughs> really dark. Uh, I had mentioned to my uncle one year that I wished I could grow a beard like his. 
Come Christmas time, my uncle hands me the present he got me. I unwrap it, and what do you know? It's his beard in a Ziploc bag. Oh, my God. <laughs> glued together. Oh. <laughs> he looked at me and said, try, try it, it on. on. <laughs> <laughs> As How do you know it came from his face? <laughs> When when I give my beard to <laughs> to, <laughs> to my, my son to my to my son or nephew, Jip, yeah. <laughs> and what's his relation to you? He is my son <laughs> for the seats in the back. <laughs> so uh, I I mean it could be from anywhere to be honest because I have a beard growing on my chest. <laughs> And back, <laughs> which with a and shoulders, <laughs> with, with a little trimming, could easily form a Lincoln-style wonder beard that could be used for a school play. <laughs> Impress your friends, <laughs> scare your neighbours. <laughs> that would be so funny, like handing down your beard to that fucking like <laughs> fuck how weird that be. Don't ever tell you like when the I gr- family beard. <laughs> Did I ever tell we you? We need to do that. Oh my god! Did you? Did you? I'm doing it now. Give me your scissors. <laughs> do you remember? I'm going tr- to trim a beard off my chest live on air. Please don't do it. <laughs> you can see it here. Please don't. I uh, did. I ever tell you about when I had a? I'm pretty sure I might have said it on a, a previous podcast years ago, but. I grew a, a horrible beard a few years ago. You might have remembered. And you're, um, you're not. You're not a man uh, who is possessed with overarching body hair, which usually means that your beard uh, is secondary. Yeah, also my beard growing prowess is pretty much non-existent. Yeah, that'll do it. And whenever I grow anything, my mo is severely lacking, so I look very Amish. (laughs) That is great. And I grew it out when I was in the safety of a (laughs) long-term relationship, (laughs) so I didn't have to worry about... (laughs) having sex with anyone because I obviously had someone that I love at home who was going to have fucking sex with me. But it was like... That is the saddest thing I've ever heard you say. Well, (laughs) I've got sadder stuff in here. Here we go. We're at the start of the bobsled track. (laughs) About to slide through some hairpin turns. Absolute sadness. When I ended up shaving it, I, (laughs) I made a Viking funeral pyre. (laughs) <laughs> out of sticks and <laughs> put it on this pyre, this little, which is a little raft that you yeah. send out to sea. Yeah. And I sent it <laughs> out there, set it on fire, and sang Kansas's seminal hit, Dust in the Wind. <laughs> <laughs> and it was filmed <laughs> by my. <laughs> My ex-girlfriend. For anyone wondering where COVID actually started, <laughs> it started on a hair filled raft. And I cannot. <laughs> Do justice to the smell. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> As we've discussed before, the smell of burning hair is a war crime. <laughs> and my ex-housemate, whose party trick was to, after an absolute skinful, grab a lighter and be like, it's time to light this up, and then light his pubes, oh my was God. the mo- that's like peak late teens... Uh, early twenties is that is that people at parties? I think it might just be peak that guy. Probably I've never heard of that oh, outside oh, oh, of this <laughs> conversation. <Sure. laughs> wow, <laughs> you're telling me that everyone doesn't have a mate uh, that lights his pubes on fire after twelve <laughs> beers? No, I mean that people had a party trick 
like yeah. people would have a would have a thing that some someone would be like, oh, you've had a skinful, do a backflip. It's shit like that. But this one, it was a, an unskilled friend who obviously <laughs> had decided that uh, it was time to get a party trick because other people had them. And this was the incredible superhuman feat of making everyone want to leave the party immediately <laughs> due to the smell, the stench <laughs> burning of burning air. air. Did you, what was your party trick? Uh, I could play saxophone. So uh, uh, after after 12 beers, you just play Careless Whisper and people would be like, well, that's my night, mate. So my party trick is the most common. Uh, my party trick was to get drunk and leave under cover of darkness. <laughs> just pull the ghost, <laughs> the Patrick Swayze. Just fuck off. <laughs> oh. uh, so... I it, on the show plan it just says rig segment. So yeah. I have no fucking idea what this is. I wanted to keep it secret. It's great. So this is your gift to me. We said no gifts. <laughs> now you're in psychological <laughs> debt to <laughs> me. <laughs> the thing that I wanted to bring to the show was everyone that else's nose <laughs> on fire <laughs> in the sea of our discontent. It was the weird Christmas traditions from other parts of the world. (laughs) Yes. Do you know what Krampus is? (laughs) I don't. I don't. Basically, Krampus with a C or a K? With a K. Krampus with a C (laughs) is... So once a month a woman bleeds. (laughs) It is... In Estonia, they call that Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> and it comes once a month. <laughs> Krampus with a K uh, <laughs> is a horned anthropomorphic figure in Alpine folklore who during the Christmas season scares children <laughs> who have misbehaved according to St. Nicholas, a.k.a. kind of Santa, I guess. Yeah, yeah. But like religious Santa, like before Santa as we know him, I i.e. a product of the Coca-Cola company. (laughs) Everyone was like, St. Nicholas, what a dude, where he was just some bishop who showed up to the houses of children, which is a (laughs) big yikes in today's standards. (laughs) I have one to 5,000 questions. (laughs) But basically, uh, what would happen (laughs) would be this fucking demon-looking thing. (laughs) He's described as being covered... F- like head to foot in fur <laughs> with cloven <laughs> hooves, a fuck like goat legs, carrying a pitchfork and horned. It's like it's actually Satan. It's Satan. <laughs> <laughs> They're not even trying to hide it. And one of my favorite things so St. Nicholas and Krampus would roll into some kid's crib and be like, what up? you've been good this year and because this was in Austria, the kid's like, yeah. And then St. Nicholas goes, very well. I'm going to give you some modest gifts, i.e. dried fruits. (laughs) (laughs) Dried fruits and fascism. And Krampus. (laughs) Merry Christmas. (laughs) Krampus is what every Austrian boy and girl dreams of. Yeah. And (laughs) even now, Austria is super boring. (laughs) Krampus is standing behind him with a fucking pitchfork and a branch and he's just like, let me at him. Let me at him, say Nick. And they go house to house like a the world's worst <laughs> good, bad, good, 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 bad, bad, bad cop routine. <laughs> 
which leads to this 1900 illustration. How fucking scary is that? Holy shit. How would you describe what, what you're looking at? Okay. Well, uh, it is a small pig-headed child on a bench <laughs> who is praying in front of uh, what looks like uh, George Pell. <laughs> 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 the bishop's <laughs> outfit, and and behind him there is a man with uh, horns, a red beard, and a pitchfork. But also, he mostly looks like a hungry farmer. <laughs> so he's just lurking. <laughs> You know what? In that picture, the person I'm most worried about is the guy in the bishop's getup. <laughs> I'm worried for the kid the about kid. the bishop. <laughs> the kid is What's not the scariest safe. thing? The demon or the bishop? <laughs> the best would That's the newest iteration of pet or child. <laughs> demon or bishop. Yeah. Oh, that's so crook. Anyway, now people still say, yep, Krampus. That's def- We're still about that here in fucking Styria, Austria. <laughs> On December 5, people go around like it's fucking Halloween and dress up like this. <laughs> oh, my God. Looks like an actual <laughs> demon. That, that actually looks like a Eurovision outfit. <laughs> it's it's, wi- it's, it's white it's, hairy flares, massive horns, <laughs> an artistic beard that looks like it shouldn't be put on a raft. <laughs> And then tassels. This demon, yeah, it's either going to be Krampus or the lead singer of a Finnish <laughs> metal band. <laughs> that, that is definitely uh, one of the members of Bjorn again. Yeah. <laughs> so Krampus carries chains thought to symbolise the binding of the devil by the Christian church. He thrashes the chains for dramatic effect. And the chains are sometimes accompanied with bells of various sizes. People reckon it's pre-Christianity, like it's pagan. In its uh, in its appearance, <laughs> you reckon? Uh, it sounds like a BDSM scene. Sometimes Krampus appears with a sack or a basket strapped to his back. This is to cart off evil children for drowning, eating, or transport to hell. Oh, <laughs> oh my which God. is fucked. And then in the late <laughs> in the late twentieth century. People, oh, uh, 19th century rather, yeah. they, people would exchange greeting cards saying, Gruß vom Krampus, which means greetings from Krampus. Yep. Here is such a greeting card. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit. This, this is going on the Instagram oh, that, because has to be. if I sent this to someone <laughs> at Christmas time and said, greetings from Krampus, they'd be like... I am calling the police. Because <laughs> I mean, why don't you explain I, what is here? I'm calling the police because that, that is a giant black-furred uh, man-beast who is, uh, has a small child in a sailor's outfit bent over a wood stump while he is pulling down that kid's pants and grabbing the top of his head uh, while uh, a young girl... He's sitting on the ground holding a basket of fruit and staring into the distance hoping for death on swift wings. <laughs> and around the demon's feet is a uh, golden... Uh, what appears to be ankle cuffs with a gold chain <laughs> that I assume are from his personal collection. 
It's come straight out of his Fifty Shades of Grey-esque <laughs> closet. Oh, absolutely. That is fucking frightening. <laughs> Again, we, uh, we bandy the term war crime around, but that, to give that to a friend as a card, definite war crime. Yeah. And as you can imagine, Krampus has become the inspiration for many a horror movie. <laughs> I mean, he is. That yeah. is the entire concept. So we don't have to keep re-watching Santa Slays with <laughs> S-L-A-Y-S. <laughs> Here's another one. So there is something, this is almost n- definitely not how it's pronounced. It's called uh, uh, El Caganer. That's obviously wrong because it's in Catalonian, which is a specific Basque Language, uh, which is sort of Spanish, but not really Spanish. It, it, uh, I think it, I think it's non-Basque. It, it, is it, is it non-Basque? Uh, Cat- Catalans are from Barca. Barcelona. Yeah, anyway, it's it's a hybrid language that isn't quite Spanish. It's its own thing. The only reason I pull you up is because they're also famously red-blooded aggressive, and they, they will fly here once borders open. Absolutely. So... It's the, the El Caganer in, uh, in Catalan culture... It literally means the pooper. <laughs> these tiny statues traditionally are all over Spain. Have you seen these? I have. The I figurine <laughs> is depicted as a peasant wearing the traditional Catalan red cap and with his trousers down, yeah. showing a bare backside and shitting. And shitting. It's, they are everywhere and they're also in so many different themes. It's like just, just picture any part of pop culture and all of a sudden here is Yoda. In a Santa hat, shitting in like a small ceramic sculpture. They are fucking Which is everywhere. bizarre. And this is the sort of stuff like it's on your tree in Catalonia, mm. right? So it's like you go there, there'll be baubles, yep. there'll be candy canes, and of course, this peasant shitting <laughs> in a fucking ceramic bowl. <laughs> the Spanish shitter. It's bizarre. And I have no idea where it comes from. And like all great myths, history doesn't either. <laughs> I love this. Possible reasons for placing a figure representing a person in the act of emptying his bowels. Apparently, by creating feces, is fertilizing the earth. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, a slight stretch, but... M- many modern uh, versions of this represent celebrities and authority figures by representing them with their pants down. They serve as a leveling device to bring the mighty down. Yep, sure. That is a syndrome. long bow. Yep. Again, a reach. Uh, they reckon it's an intensification of the sacred. For what could be more grotesque than the, crucif- than the crucifixion of Jesus Christ? A, bu- a bloody public torture and execution as the defining moment in the story of Christianity? Question mark. I have no idea what that <laughs> means. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. My eyes glazed over about nine words in. Yeah, I have no idea. It was written by an <laughs> academic for sure. <laughs> it's like, yes, but... Pray tell, what does... <laughs> my, it's like, mate, just fucking speak in regular English, okay? <laughs> but it's like... Vintage if, people show comment. What people don't realise is this is actually part of, like, the nativity scene in these regions. So, like, you'll have baby Jesus, the three wise men... And the shitter. Dude shitting. <laughs> yeah, it's a, he's in the Bible. It's a real New Testament act to shit at Christmas. Oh, mate, it's crazy. And that's not even the best thing to come out of that region to do with shitting and Christmas. <laughs> Have you heard of the Tio de Nadal? God, no. It's called, in English, it's the Christmas log. <laughs> Is this going to be another massive shit? 
It is. Yeah, there it's, we go. It's basically, it's, it's in a lot of uh, Aragonese and <laughs> Catalan homes. It's a, lo- it's a hollow log about 30 centimetres long. They reckon that if you care for the log up until the, day, the days leading up to Christmas by taking care, I mean feeding it, putting a blanket over it. There's a fucking face they put on it. <laughs> it, looks like, so it looks like an extra from like a forgotten episode of Mr. Squiggle. <laughs> Like, it's, it's this fucking log. It's sitting there. It's got a blanket over it, this fucking f- smiley face on it. And then on the day of Christmas, the kids walk out of the room as, like, some weird ceremonial thing. They come back and they beat the log <laughs> while it's in the fire. <laughs> Why do they do this? Because it shits out presents. <laughs> See, if this was the way that Chris Kringle happened, I'd be about it. If there was a giant novelty shit that you had to beat like a piñata and it crapped presents, yeah. then all of a sudden, sign me up. And Santa Crap Cl- Kringle is amazing. Santa Claus has the body shape and diet of someone who could <laughs> shit out presents. <laughs> I'd be all about it. He is not a five-minute toilet trip. But did you know that there is a song for this log? <laughs> no, I didn't, but I have a feeling I'm about to hear it. You are. And I'm not going to attempt to sing it in Catalonian. You certainly I'm, will. I'm just... Okay. Cajatio, cajatoro, alvajean... Oh, sorry. Avajanes y mato, sino gagues be, e darri un cop de basto, cajatio. What that means is... I think you, I think you missed the part where they, they just say uh, schnei over and over again. <laughs> Here's the pronunciation. Shit log... Shit, nougat, <laughs> hazelnuts, and mato cheese. If you don't shit well, I'll hit you with a stick. Shit log. <laughs> <laughs> it's so beautiful in Spanish. Oh my god, isn't it just? <laughs> that is you know, amazing. Like Enrique Iglesias being cajatio, <laughs> cajatoro, avellanes de mato. But also. Can you can you imagine uh, Daryl Braithwaite coming out at Carol's in the Domain and being like, "Shit log, you shit new guy, shit log, <laughs> shit new guy, <laughs> hazels and mato cheese." It's if you don't shit well, I'll beat you with a stick. <laughs> it's a shit shit log, <laughs> and now featuring a solo from Michael McDonald. <laughs> Shit log, no go Christmas log. Shit log, come the shit log. Got a penis on my arm. <laughs> oh my god! But, but, but yeah, I think that this works in multiple languages. Yeah, it's what a amazing. great concept. It's we we need a shit log that shits presents if it's beaten with a stick. Yep, is immense. The Spaniards have a lot of things right. Not the economy. Not the employment rate, but definitely how to eat well, how to drink well, sleeping in the afternoon, and, and shit log. <laughs> shit log. All right, and we cannot round out this segment without visiting our favourite frozen hellscape of Iceland. <laughs> the home of Snorri Enosan. So... They probably have the weirdest 
And that's saying something because we've just talked about shit logs and demons. <laughs> it's bondage demons <laughs> who rock up, just really scare the fuck out of everybody. Yeah, so they have several things that, uh, that, that roam around in Christmas, which is bizarre because they're such a small place. Grilla, G-R-Y-L-A, is an Icelandic rapper. Is a giantess. <laughs> Giant, guys, it's 2020. <laughs> <laughs> With an appetite for the flesh of mischievous children, who she cooks in a large pot. Doesn't say why. <laughs> Her husband, Lepaludi, is lazy and mostly stays at home in their cave. <laughs> I'm going out to get some children to cook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Flipping the channels. Yeah, you do that. <laughs> I'll be I'm going here. To the, I'm, going to the, I'm going to the town to cook some children. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just watching all of the latest shows on his rock. Yeah. <laughs> or how about the Yule Cat, <laughs> which is a huge and vicious cat who is described as being at least two fucking stories tall, <laughs> which I'm pretty sure makes it the tallest thing in Iceland. <laughs> and it lurks about the countryside during Christmas time and eating people who have not received any new clothes to wear before Christmas Eve. <laughs> Hold on. So niche. Uh, Hold on. So you get those ASOS <laughs> orders in, people. Because <laughs> you don't want this giant fucking cat to come and eat you. <laughs> Just buy something on sale. <laughs> you don't want Uber Garfield to come and eat you for Christmas. <laughs> this is 100% a marketing creation from the Icelandic version of Westfield. <laughs> like, okay, guys, sales are down. What should we do? I know the four people who live in this country are incredibly superstitious <laughs> and terrified of cats. Let's make a two-story high cat that eats people if they don't buy new clothes. <laughs> What the fuck? The threat of being eaten by the Yule Cat was used by farmers as an incentive for their workers to finish processing the autumn wool before Christmas. So... Hold on. But it, the but farmers have gone like, you better fucking finish that. I've got to be out of here by fucking Christmas Eve. The wife's cooking. <laughs> and they're just like, well, you know what? I think we're just going to phone it in until Christmas Eve. And they're just like, you know what? There is a giant fucking cat... <laughs> <laughs> that will come here and fucking eat you alive <laughs> if you don't get this fucking sweater done. <laughs> As we've discussed before, living in Iceland sounds like the pits. If you're a kid, <laughs> then you're constantly concerned that there might be grillers who's going to come and uh, put you in a pot and cook you for no reason and feed you to her lazy, obese husband. <laughs> and if she doesn't get you, then the new clothes cat... <laughs> It's sponsored the, the sponsored ASOS cat wearing new TNs gonna come kick you in the dick and eat you. This giant cat looking fresh as hell. It's popped collar. <laughs> tags still on. Yule cat rolls in and is like, I don't even take the tags off, I return everything the yeah, next day. It's just <laughs> strutting down the countryside. <laughs> Has a cane. And it just like, it's like the new version is he doesn't eat you, just sasses you for your shit clothes. <laughs> Cancels you. Yeah. 
<laughs> I tweeted <laughs> that <You're> cancelled. <laughs> Pink was so last season. <laughs> Leaves children like crying. <laughs> the best is the 2021 collaboration between Gorillas and Yule Cat. <laughs> <laughs> where all of the children are rounded up, made to wear last year's clothes, and then put in tepid water, <laughs> sent home wet, which in Iceland is certain death. Oh, God. And my favourite. <laughs> there are 13 mischievous pranksters who steal from or otherwise harass the population and all have descriptive names that generally convey their favourite way of causing mischief. They arrive one by one over the final 13 nights leading up to Christmas. They leave small gifts in shoes that children place on windowsills, but if the child has been disobedient, they leave a potato in the shoe instead. (laughs) These guys are known as the Yule Lads. (laughs) (laughs) Yes! It all comes back! The Yule Lads! The Yule Lads! The... (laughs) inspiration for the title of this shitmas episode <laughs> you and i the yule lads there i love this so they arrive on the last 13 nights before christmas obviously starting on december 12th and they depart each day after they've done their thing here are the english translations of each of their names <laughs> and what they do <laughs> sheep coat clod <laughs> harasses sheep but is impaired by his stiff peg legs. I said it's so fucking good. That <laughs> two peg legs <laughs> is a take. <laughs> Gully Gork hides in gullies, waiting for an opportunity to sneak into the cow shed and steal milk. <laughs> Stubby. Which (laughs) is also the Australian one. Abnormally short, steals pans to eat the crust left on them. Oh, yeah, Jeb. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Spoon liquor, which sounds like a fucking (laughs) porn trend. That is awful. Steals and licks wooden spoons, is extremely thin due to malnutrition. That one would be fucked. (laughs) If you've got this, like... Slenderman-esque fucking Yule lad coming round licking your spoons. <laughs> you know he works in tandem with Stubby. <laughs> he just rolls in, eats all of your food, licks the pans. Yeah, pot scraper. We're still on the sex oh thing. Oh, my God. <laughs> Steals leftover from pots. Bowl liquor. Hides under beds. Oh my god. <laughs> waiting for someone to put down their ascord, which is a type of bowl with a lid used instead of dishes, which he then steals. <laughs> That's amazing. You don't have to wash that up because the bowl liquor stole it <laughs> and he's consuming it under your bed. Door slammer. Who knows uh. what this guy does? <laughs> Likes to slam doors, especially during the night, waking people up. What a fuckhead. <laughs> Basically just me when I'm pissed. <laughs> All of these are common nuisance. Yeah. <laughs> Skier gobbler. <laughs> Another sex thing. Has a great affinity for skier, which is like Icelandic version of yogurt. Right. <laughs> this is 100% a sex thing. Sausage swiper. <laughs> 
hides in the rafters and <laughs> gives people sad hand jobs <laughs> or sandies. <laughs> he gives you a sandy and rips your dick off. Imagine getting a sandy from the roof. <laughs> Just a, a hand descends. A sa- <laughs> and gives like it, it, gives like you, the arm in the it, arm in it. <laughs> just gives you a terrible, unfulfilling hand job. Rips your dick off. <laughs> so he hides in the rafters and snatches sausages that are being smoked. Oh what? <sighs> what? Aggressive sandy <laughs> where the smoke's coming <laughs> off it. <laughs> the friction is far too much. But this is, no, actually, I, I I spoke about the sex thing too soon because now we've got window peeper. <laughs> Snoop, Which is actually just straight up a snoop who looks through windows in search of things to steal, and ladies superb I mean, <laughs> on, I assume. Gross. Isolate is fucked. This was my favourite one. Doorway sniffer. <laughs> <laughs> if this dude isn't jacking off while he does this. This is an absolute waste. Has an abnormally large nose and an acute sense of smell, which he uses to locate leaf bread. <laughs> Fuck all of these guys off. And the serial newest serial killer on the block, Meat Hook. <laughs> Uses a hook to steal meat. Yeah, that's that's fair enough. I mean, we walked right into that one. Uh, and oh, is, is there one more? 13 out of 13, Candle Stealer. Wonder what he does. <laughs> Weird, weirdly, he's a cobbler. Um, but... <laughs> Also, candle sealer. My parents wanted me to do that, but I decided to make shoes. <laughs> I'm actually my more. My parents are really hard on me. I'm actually more into tuba. <laughs> <laughs> so, how's the work ethic on these fuckheads? There's 13 of them. There's only four people in Iceland, and they take 13 days to do one night's work. Yeah, I know. But yeah, that's uh, that's, oh that, that's what I've got from the shit from around the world. How <laughs> fucking weird is that? That is insane. So that's Christmas all done and dusted. I'm already over it. <laughs> I'm it's already, not even I'm already fucking done. I'm done. And you know what? I actually haven't had much shit to do with Christmas this year. Like nothing's really festive. I mean, we're do- we're doing Christmas in my house today, and uh, and apart from some sparse tinsel that is decorating a frangipani and the bottom of our widescreen TV, <laughs> you wouldn't really know it's Christmas at all. I haven't really like apart from today, I haven't stepped foot in a shopping center in a while. Uh, I haven't had to listen to Mariah Carey, Destiny's Child, or Michael Bublé. <laughs> So, I mean, uh, but still, I'm already over it. I think that's just because I'm over this year. Quite possibly, but also I think that the Band-Aid song, Do They Know It's Christmas, was written about you and your housemates. Because <laughs> we don't know it's Christmas. <laughs> you actually don't. No, but it's, it's been an absolute shit of a year. And I, like on, honestly, like it's funny that the tinsel's around uh, mine and my housemate's house today because... We it's incredibly flammable. We, yeah, well, we were getting drunk in like August or maybe earlier than that, whenever we were still locked down. I can't, and we literally were joking about, should we just put the tree up and call it a fucking year? <laughs> <laughs> we were so close. Oh, but it, it's also just one of those years where a shitload of stuff has happened, not just the pandemic. There's a lot of other stuff, but I want to walk you through the year that 2020 has been just to give you an idea of how much stuff has gone down. I'm glad that you're doing this because I read an article recently about, and I'm not even kidding about this, quarantine time distortion. 
<laughs> they were like, it's a real thing. <laughs> so you're going to tell me stuff and I'll be like, that was this year. It was this year. Okay. I'm taking you right back to the beginning of the year. Yep. Remember when massive bushfires molested our entire country? I do, I do remember that. From, yes. from top to bottom, <laughs> resulting in uh, 47 million acres being burned. Fuck. <laughs> it's, and that's also the same time that uh, Celeste Barber raised like $100 million that's right. for the Red Cross. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, yeah. which was at that point... Uh, not all of that money making it um, to the, I remember to the firefighters yeah, yeah, was yeah. considered at the time in headlines to be the worst thing that has happened in Australian recent memory. Yeah. Fast forward eight seconds and <laughs> COVID. <laughs> so, uh, but the thing about uh, the thing about that is, and and my favourite part, uh, I shouldn't say favourite part, but my like, favourite part of the lethal bushfires. No, but was there was that that thing that went viral of that RFS yeah. volunteer who wanted to fucking dead set go Scott Morrison, <laughs> our prime minister, because they, for, for those who don't know, there was this viral footage that that went around. This guy, I forgot, is is Paul something, and he and he was from Bellingen, I believe, or N- Nelling Bellingen, Nellingen, Be- Bellingen Central Coast, Bellingen, and uh, Central he, New South and Wales. he was like, "Are you from the fucking media? Like, tell old mate to fucking get his shit together, basically." Yeah, and I was like, "What a legend!" He wanted to throw hands with Scomo it, again, who was famously. <laughs> In, Not in, here. In Hawaii. He was in Hawaii. Yeah, he was he was wearing lays and uh, sitting on a beach, which he copped an immense amount of shit for at the time. He did. As he should have. But he has also managed to shift all responsibility during COVID to all of the states, as has been covered. Yeah. Because he is an absolute snake. <laughs> snake fuck. <laughs> what a snake fuck. Also... Famously shat himself at Engadine Macca's 1997. 1997. Never forget. The year of our Lord. <laughs> so, also, uh, for any of the royal watchers, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle left the royal family. That's right. Megs it. Megs it. Which, now that we've seen everything else the year threw at us, was as comedic a point then as it is now because no one gives a living fuck. Also, we've never felt more connected to them as people because like a lot of people in this country, when they left a job in March (laughs) and moved to a different one (laughs) or wanted to go and find themselves before getting another job, (laughs) they could not have made a worse decision at that moment. (laughs) But surely... Not the time to jump ship. But imagine, like, you know, you have that thing, there's that safety blanket that's always there for people who decided, there's like, hey, mum and dad, uh, I actually want to pursue finger painting or basket weaving. And they're just like, oh, my God, fine, whatever <laughs> makes you happy. But you know that the safety blanket of the bank of, of mum and dad is behind you. A- abs- absolutely. And oh. imagine that bank for <laughs> Harry. <laughs> Harry's sitting there. His mum's like... You're a candle maker. You come from a long line of candle makers. Why do you want to leave being a candle maker to be a cobbler? (laughs) (laughs) He's like, Megan loves shoes. I was born a door sniffer. (laughs) (laughs) I'll die a door sniffer. Like one of the Yule lads. Yep. But now I just want to go out and do me. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, We we have next up uh, all the Black Lives Matters protest. Yeah, that was huge. Isn't it bizarre that it took a dumpster fire of a year for people to be like, you know what? Racism exists. Oh, that is... That was fucking hectic. Hot and the button. Am- 
Oh, man. The amount of anger that I've had this year reading comments on social media. That like, it, really it, it tone deaf. It peaked during that. Like, tone deaf bullshit from people being like... The thing that I hated the most was this, like, sort of meme of where... You'd be on an Instagram where, like, LeBron James is, like, using his platform to, like, speak out. And he's, like, kneeling and he's, like, doing all the stuff. And then people in the comments are like oh great you solved racism and it's like the most liked comment on that <sighs> post and i'm like i fucking hate that Pe- this is ha- what it's come to people the worst it, it does become a popularity contest of info um but uh, a woman that we have dubbed internally as the amazing racist on an eastern suburbs facebook group was uh, quite famous a mid-60s boomer um, got, for the first time I think ever, cancelled in the eastern suburbs for uh, suggesting that everyone that goes to a Black Lives Matter protest should get COVID. And wrote, right, yeah. wrote that on social. And then from there, that was screenshotted and every single time anyone posted anything about anything, it was just that screenshot yeah. <laughs> in response. <laughs> and eventually she spat the dummy and left the group, which is amazing because that never happens no it's right-wing boomers don't leave an eastern suburbs group that's their heartland i know that's 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 where they go to talk about negative gearing and how shit the kids are yeah as two people who 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 have infiltrated (laughs) an eastern suburbs facebook group with good friend of the show Gemma trotsky we know that it is a rough place to be and there are some white hot takes <sighs> by people who really should just shut up. <laughs> yeah. And and especially there is a there is a big story behind the the group that we're that we're talking about, which we won't ham into the, the Christmas special because this episode will go for five hours. Yeah. But we, we do have to cover it. I've been saying it for a, for a couple of months, but we will get to it. We're just, we don't feel like the story is complete as of yet because there are still, every week, new psychos coming out of the woodwork. Oh, my God. Isn't set, there just... Setting hungies on fire and uh, parking across multiple spaces at Parisi's. Yeah. <laughs> And jizzing over Harris Farm, oh Rose God. Bay. <laughs> I have never seen so many entitled knobs <laughs> <laughs> excited about a new supermarket. Yeah. It's the only time where check your receipts is not like a catch cry of the young urban <laughs> person on Facebook. It is more definitely a, a, a more literal statement. <laughs> Literally, check your receipts. You could be paying $8 for rye at Harris Farm. <laughs> there was, just as a, a quick one, uh, there was an amazing post by uh, some bloke who'd gone to Cranbrook and uh, was had said that in his opening post. I went to Cranbrook and I'm in my 40s and I don't think there's a rich-poor divide anymore. I think there's equal numbers of wealthy and poor people uh, across Sydney and there are no poor suburbs. Wow. The the census data that he was constantly being asked for to suggest this and also the uh, rampant um, invitations for him to come to Campbelltown... (laughs) 
by, by members of the group who clearly had just joined to troll this one bloke. Yeah. It, it had 900 comments on a Facebook thread, which is about the point when you look at that and go, there's only a couple of thousand people in a group. That's when literally everybody has told a mate. Yeah. And the group swells with left-wing uh, millennials who are all coming for the bloke, looking like uh, old pitchfork Mc- <laughs> <laughs> fucking Austria. <laughs> Oh, old Krampus. Krampus. <laughs> oh, I love that group so much. But we will we will cover that in a future episode. We, we, will, the, we will come to it. We have to have some sort of end goal for that. <laughs> it's also, we have to leave it. Uh, the Kim Jong-un death rumours. I loved this. Because <laughs> it was I love the thought of his death. bright spark in a dark year. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. Which is great because he is a wet match in a dark cave. <laughs> He is oh. he is a hole in one on a fucking par five. Oh <laughs> That's what he is. God. So effectively, uh, he fueled some speculation that he was either gravely ill or dead after he missed a number of events commemorating his grandfather uh, in April. He reemerged twenty days later in photos released by state media, released by state media at a ribbon cutting ceremony. He had an afro. <laughs> <laughs> now approved the afro the North afro's, Korea. afro's fine um, no I am putting it out there as after covering conspiracy theories for this entire year I'm going to give you one of my own Ooh. Kim Jong Un is dead and has been replaced by a singer named Melissa <laughs> <laughs> she now goes to all state approved functions which is why the afro is back because she has frizzy hair and cannot imagine a flat top oh why you gotta go make things so complicated <laughs> Fuck it hell. Uh, the <laughs> the US election Fuck me. Oh, wow. That way, or, or <laughs> as we have decided to call it, the moment that Trump built a blanket fort and said, I'm not fucking coming out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've also called it Civil War II Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that, that was great. At, at last check, effectively, they're starting to just change the locks. <laughs> <laughs> They're locking him out of the White House one room at a time, and eventually it'll just be him holding a key that goes nowhere in the toilet. I heard that uh, I, I saw something flash up on Reddit the other day about uh, uh, people at Ma- Mar-a-Lago, like uh, down in Florida, where he has a residence, are like, "We don't want him back." <laughs> That's like they they are deathly worried that when he leaves the White House, he's going to move there, and they're like. <laughs> Hard pass. <laughs> it's you know you are fucked if Florida says no, <laughs> no <laughs> thanks. Florida have never said no to anyone. We're fine with our meth heads and iguanas. <laughs> you sir, stay there in crazy town it's, I, <laughs> while we live here in God's country. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I personally think that he would be a great financier. For our iguana food truck business, treats. treats. <laughs> 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 oh. Okay, so uh, also, if you'd like to get behind treats, you can jump onto our Patreon, yeah. www.patreon.com slash Gus and Rig. No tier directly allows you to give money to treats, but <laughs> if you join any of them, that's where the money's going. Yeah. <laughs> so the next thing that happened was... 
the invasion of the murder hornets, which is when we knew it was the apocalypse. It yes. was an insane giant hornet from Asia that uh, invaded Washington State. Love that. It's they're, about, it's it, they're fucking huge. That's a long way to fly. Yeah, I think they took it in turns. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll explain that with a diagram. No, no, they flew over on all the empty planes. <laughs> the flights are cheap. Yeah. <laughs> we can actually, we'll take a break. We'll take a break. And it's like <laughs> the daddy murder hornet fucking gets on the dog whistle. <laughs> All his face, wife and kids get onto the plane. That's Time it. to go to Washington. <laughs> you look over, there's a couple of murder hornets in tuxes sitting yeah. in business. <laughs> Getting looks served over. tiny G&Ts. Yeah. <laughs> looks over, can I help you? <laughs> Closes curtain with 15 <laughs> fucking murder hornets. Um, so anyway, these things can wipe out entire bee colonies within hours and apparently can pull a human child apart in a day. Yes, so can I, but I can't. (laughs) Nothing's going to be written about me. You're not two inches high. (laughs) Two inches? How is it supposed to tear open a child? Also, how is that a measurement? Who the fuck got onto that and was like, you know what? This thing. Murder Hornet. Could tear a fucking baby apart. Look, Rig, all I'm saying is that everything on this show is well-researched and definitely not false. (laughs) Uh, What else have we got in here? Oh, my God. So much death. Not covering any of that. Uh, Trump Trump testing positive for COVID. That was a high point. That was a real high point. Uh, Fuck. People went super murdery at that point. (laughs) They they, They were just like... I could tear that man apart and I'm only two inches tall. I, <laughs> they were just like, they were just like, I hope that dude fucking dies. Yeah. And that, everyone's like, whoa. Okay. Me too, but don't say <laughs> don't it. Don't say it. <laughs> just think it internally. What are you, a psycho? Well, yeah, exactly. What do you just tell your fucking relatives that you hate him at Christmas? <laughs> what do you think so- social media is for? Bottle it inside and then wait for a moment where a bunch of liquor unleashes your rage and then you give it to people. <laughs> What is this, your first go at life? <laughs> uh, Alex Trebek died. That was sad. Yeah. I, like, so I have watched Jeopardy my whole life like with my parents and stuff. And it was, that was really like, he was just such a, a mainstay. It's, it's one of those, it, that kind of, that's kind of what it felt like. It felt like, like one of your parents dying. It was like, oh man, like he was fucking there. I don't even know who's going to replace him. Are they even, have they got a replacement? I don't even know. I think maybe they just cancelled Jeopardy. Or just Larry Emder. <laughs> <laughs> needs a gig. Be, maybe explaining that to Americans. Yeah, okay. Maybe not Larry Emder. Maybe, uh, who's the... I'm, Ryan Seacrest. No, John Burgess. <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's get all of the D-listers from the 90s and just roll them out. Oh, oh tons of QAnon shit. Oh. Oh my god! Well, yeah, obviously there was <laughs> that horrible. fucking bullshit that you brought to the show, the uh, Wayfair. Yeah, yeah. Oh that, my god, the kids horrible. in the cabinets. Yep. Yikes! <laughs> really bad. I'm so annoyed that conspiracy theories have really taken off the last like five to eight years. It's just like whoever. Th- this is the problem with affordable internet <laughs> and data, <laughs> is that <laughs> you give it to the dumbest of the dumb. And you don't expect anything to go wrong. All of a se- all of a sudden, these absolute dullards 
start like circling letters in the fucking morning paper and putting together these crackpot theories about how a fucking pizza place is harboring children. <laughs> it's I'm so fucking done. I'm so done. <laughs> it's great. It's again, everyone really needs to have at least one person on the, in their social media network who is uh, a tinfoil hat wearer. The litmus I, test. I, I You've ho- got to have the litmus you, friend. You must. You can't make the whole thing at Echo Chamber. It's it's so great. It's so, so good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Th- other, other things that you can effectively say were important things. Uh, Trump getting impeached. That and then acquitted. And then acquitted. Nothing happened from that. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and then, from an Australian perspective, uh, I guess we have COVID, more COVID, <laughs> tons of COVID. Uh, a couple of sporting things that managed managed to get up, uh, and then outside of that, we're now at Christmas and we're back in lockdown. So. Wonderful times. Oh, that's so depressing <laughs> when you put it like that. <laughs> it's so fucked. I mean, upside, uh, Harvey Weinstein was convicted. That's a win. Feb 24, global win. That's a win. I, I think that's that's probably the... And old <laughs> is that the only shining light to come no, out of the whole like year? Epstein's mate. Ah, yeah, because they Maxwell. Maxwell. Yeah. She, she got taken down, just hoping that they keep her alive. Oh, she ha- has to see Troll. Yeah, yeah. It, because in the... Young black slash gay uh, online world. She does have receipts, and we want to <laughs> see them. <laughs> it's she is a card carrying member of the Eastern Suburbs oh community. My Facebook, God, fuck, would not be surprised. She's no, cooked. no, that is that is gross. Um, yeah, and outside of that, we've watched uh, America effectively run the the NFL this year without a COVID protocol, apart from. If you get COVID, then uh, you don't get to play. And that has produced one of the most compromised, insane seasons of, uh, of football as every second day another athlete gets it because yeah. they're training next to each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all... Look, it's all, it's all pretty... I'm, I'm ready to pull the pin in, in, in 2020. Uh, it's, but, and here's the funny thing. You have a lot of chats to people as you make your way around and you figure out that you're just like, oh my God, can't wait for 2021. And then you suddenly realize that like 2021 is like a week and a half away and you're just like, it's not like some magical switch is going to like flip (laughs) and then we're going to be like, glad that fucking (laughs) train wreck's over. It's like, we're still going to be in this in some varying degree do you know what i mean <laughs> but we look to be fair we have it a lot better in australia so for all our international listeners fuck you <laughs> <laughs> is the crux of it's, that but <laughs> because we've nailed it <laughs> an what? outbreak for us by the way 80 cases <laughs> it's now back down to eight great but and they're still con- <laughs> It's still treating it like the zombie apocalypse. 100%. But the one thing that we didn't nail, which I forgot about until I just checked my notes, we have turned out to be a country of toilet paper hoarders. I hate that. That that came out in force when all of a sudden in mid-March, it turned out that the most popular commodity, a.k.a. tulip madness, was shit paper. And Woolworths went from selling uh, a few million rolls a week in the entirety of, of Australia to selling 40 million That's rolls so a week. <laughs> 40 million. 
just comprehend for a second how many people there are in this country and the fact that we have close to 30 million and they were selling... 25. 25? 25 mil. Yeah. Shit. I thought it was heaps more than that. No. Uh, so even, even worse, 25 mil and they're selling 40 million rolls a week. It's fucking incredible that... I, I don't know where the memo came from. Like, what sparked everyone to be like, fuck, toilet paper. We <laughs> need it and we need it now. <laughs> it's like, I don't understand where it came from because it happened in other areas of the world as well. Like, it happened in America. Like, it happened in other places. So, I don't understand why this weird hive mind activity happened where like why like where does that fucking come from it's just like what we're gonna batten down the hatches we're never gonna see fucking sorbent again like or quilton no no i think you can trace it back to uh the early march sale by woolworths on uh spice taylor original tikka masala curry uh that (laughs) (laughs) that was just run running out the door and running through running through people (laughs) Toilets got an absolute hammering. Oh my god! But, but also, there were all these videos of what would always be an elderly woman who had five million rolls of toilet paper yeah. in a trolley, and then some poor younger woman or man who's like, "I just need one. I need one roll." And this woman's like, "No, I have a family." It's like, what are you feeding them? Yeah. And how many people living in your house? That is a country of toilet paper. I like to keep it clean, colon, laxatives only in my house. It's, I just don't understand. I have yeah. a lot of enemies. I need to throw this over their houses. <laughs> it is a bizarre thing. Because there was the hand, the hand sanitizer uh, whole thing. Like breweries, distilleries, they're all making them just to keep up with demand. And then like people were hoarding them. We did a story earlier this year. People were drinking them by accident. Yeah. The gin ones. Yeah. Like some fucking idiots were like hoarding them over in the US. They went to like every place in their county and like bought all of it and were selling it for like exorbitant prices and being like, this is the free market. But but that Amazon couple um, ended up holding 130k uh, worth of sanitizer and it becoming worthless because all of the containers arrived. So so effectively, oh, wow. all the stores were then all of a sudden in surplus, and all of these uh, these this stock that they'd been trying to gouge, they couldn't even resell it what they bought it for. Oh, fantastic! That's that that's, is that's universal a karma. That's a win coming for people. That's a win, but. I know that the switch isn't going to go off like in a physical way on January 1st, 2021, but I think mentally we're all going to be better for it. Oh, but I mean, it can't get worse. That's You say. That, that, <laughs> is, the, that is the slogan for 2021. 2021, it, it can't, can't get, get worse. worse. <laughs> <laughs> but the DVD cover just has fire in the background. <laughs> <laughs> a two-story high cat <laughs> in fucking in absolute thread. threads <laughs> coming for people. Oh, I love it. So, 2021, mate. Are you? Uh, we're setting our sights on it. What are you? What are you looking forward to in 2021? I think this is a helpful exercise to get us mentally there. <laughs> it's sure. This is for my own benefit. <laughs> Absolutely. This is a planning session. Well, I mean, f- 
first and foremost, and front of mind for me, is the Tokyo Olympics. The Tokyo Olympics. Amazing. Yes, sir. The first Olympics ever to be pushed by a, uh, a single year rather than cancelled <laughs> because yeah. that's the era we live in. Previous ones due to wars, etc. they've just yeah, canned. Yeah. They were like, mm, uh, no. Hard, they, hard, hard they're doing hard. the thing where they're doing the cut action at their <laughs> neck. They're like, uh. No, that, that one's going to be an absolute banger. So we'll be over in Tokyo for that. Um Outside of that, I look forward to. Uh, I'm probably going to buy about three to four million rolls of toilet paper in <laughs> February, just in anticipation. <laughs> so that that'll be great. Uh, I bought a warehouse. Um, yep. Not being at home forever. Yeah, I mean, I'm sitting in the bar really long. No, no, no. So that was actually my number one. <laughs> not, not being at not home, being at home. Uh, which look we've been relatively free moving not like the super spreaders of the northern beaches but <laughs> we, we're the like guy we're, went from Avalon to Cronulla yeah we've we who are you why <laughs> how, how long did that take you where when what, why, why how <laughs> it's actually what my new one for 2021 I want to get that guy on the show <laughs> Because if anyone has ever been the epitome of what this show is about, it's the guy who went to the Avalon Bolo, licked the floor, got on 40 hours of public transport <laughs> to get back to his absolute beachfront mansion in the, in the Shire. Yeah. It's gone, gone from affluence to absolute God-fearing South. Yeah, I look, I'm really looking forward to... Uh, look, I think the restrictions are going to ease. I think we're... It, it's obviously never been a better time for us to be a giant island <laughs> covered <laughs> oh. in desert and horrific creatures from hell that could kill us <laughs> at any moment. A.K.A. paradise, <laughs> A.K.A. God's country. <laughs> but it's... Uh, it's 2021, the Australian murder hornet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, I, that's what I'm looking forward to. And, of course, the, the, the Tokyo 2021 Olympics. I'm obviously looking forward to, to doing that with you if they let us in. I feel like they will because um, I don't think anyone else is going. So to bring, the best. To bring everyone up to speed, at the uh, 2018 Winter Olympics, uh, the AOC, a.k.a. the enemy... <laughs> <laughs> to, all, to all members of the ASC listening, or none of you, fuck you. <laughs> also, fucked. basically every country has a certain amount of media accreditations to hand out. Um, the AOC are notoriously shit. We have one, <laughs> and it's determined by a battle royale. <laughs> gladiator style. Not gladiator as in the movie, gladiators as in the TV, TV show. show. <laughs> Everyone has weird... <laughs> Weird padded fucking war sticks that they have to smack each other with. Don't make me do that backwards elevator <laughs> escalator again. Um, so, th- what that meant is that uh, we were denied media accreditation because we're not affiliated with major media. And I personally found that offensive because how much more uh, mainstream can we get? We're a podcast platform that runs purely on our benefactors who give us $5 a month. <laughs> what else do you want from us? We're two straight white guys. People have told us we are Hamish and Andy. Thanks, Mum. <laughs> it's, that is a great quote. We get that printed. <laughs> but also, that meant that uh, we turned to other approaches because the show is called Medallica. The entire concept is that it is us following countries that have never won an Olympic gold medal. Yeah. They're uh, the underdogs, the absolute, uh, the epitome of battlers. The minnows. At the Olympics. 
And in order to get into uh, the Olympics at uh, in South Korea in 2018, we created a new nation mm-hmm. out of uh, <laughs> pure anger. <laughs> a nation, <laughs> that, a nation founded in one, revenge. One nation under spite. <laughs> it was fa- founded by spite and grievance, <laughs> like all great South American countries. <laughs> Which is called the People's Republic of Rigistan. Uh, we are a small uh, sovereign nation that micro nation that, <laughs> that exists within the bounds of the traditional inner west Sydney. Yeah, we are recognised by Tonga as yeah. a <laughs> uh, one of their diplomats, who I assume has the power to do this, said that we were a real country. Yeah, he'd had a couple of beers. <laughs> But we will be going back either under the media accreditation of uh, New Zealand, Tonga or Burkina Faso. (laughs) You heard it here first because no one else wants to go. So we will be there on the the ground. Um, The only thing that can stop us is uh, plague, pestilence, royal demise or pandemic. And customs. And also immigration. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So maybe a few things. There's a couple of hurdles to work through. Well... We can work that out in January. That sounds like more of a future <laughs> Gus and Rig thing. That's, that's a January problem, <laughs> we say. Well, sir, it has been a hell of a year. Hasn't it? And uh, I appreciate being in the trenches with you, my friend. Mate, and, always. Uh, the Kevlar's taken a couple of hits, it sure but it's still, it's still intact. And uh, we want to give a, a shout out to all of our listeners and all of our... and. and I was about to say, more importantly, our patrons, but what I actually meant to say was more importantly, more importantly. our <laughs> patrons because they pay us money. Uh, the, uh, we refer to you as a better class of human. Exactly. So to patrons and the normies, <laughs> I say on behalf of the two of us, it's rigged by the way, that we are very, very grateful for your support and your ears this year. Thank you so much. It's been a rough year, uh, but... We are all the better for it. We're looking for a bigger and brighter 2021. Absolutely. We are going to see you uh, back bright and early in January. And at date, redacted. <laughs> well, patrons will. General public, you'll get what you get and you won't get upset. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't want to get onto our Patreon and get uh, regular content every month without fail, then you can jump onto www.patreon.com slash Rig. That's it. There's a number of tiers there. And if you end up joining, you have now, what, a back catalogue of six months of it's content? A, it, it's about, uh, it's, a, it's a bit longer. It's about 45 pieces of content yeah, uh, right. on there if you jump onto the, uh, onto the top tier, which should be, if you're from the Northern Beaches, that's the exact time of your <laughs> lockdown. <laughs> we have it on good authority from the Department of Health that if you jump on a Patreon right now and you hit play, then the moment that the last episode rolls is the moment your door is opened by the police. <laughs> and you'll let back out into the ether, scurrying like rats back to the bolo. <laughs> Love that. And guys, if you want to get in touch with us over the break and you just want to send us some stuff, any ideas, any pieces of content, literally anything, you just want to have a chat, just get in touch with us via our Instagram. We are at Gus and Rig, G-U-S-A-N-D-R-I-G, or hit us up on Facebook. We are Shit Show or One Word. I think that's it, mate. That is it. I've got to go and sniff some doorways, <laughs> as is tradition. <laughs> On my Icelandic Christmas. (laughs) Well, 
I know that I've only got one thing to do, and that's to give you a second run at Crackle featuring Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You. Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas.